The T20 World Cup is coming to our shores in 2020 with the best of the best striving for the ultimate glory. Before that all kicks off, let's join Mel Jones as she chats to cricket royalty on road to the T20 World Cup. The road to the T20 World Cup isn't always smooth sailing, but as we're about to learn, it's the challenges along the way that have both shaped and moulded the South African women's cricket team, and it's wonderfully honest and sometimes fiery captain, Sunday van Nierkirk. With a semi-final place in reach at the time of recording, a huge thanks to Cricket South Africa and Danae for an interview that covers the widest of topics, from monster trucks to religion and everything in between, including, of course, why South Africa can win their very first ICC T20 World Cup. Danae, you've impressed me twice in the last 24 hours. The first oh. one was... <laughs> first one is because of this interview. Thanks so much for doing it in the middle of a World Cup, which I know your schedule is absolutely manic. The other one was doing the interview yesterday after you went out for two. And can I say, without being too harsh, it was probably the worst shot I've ever seen you play in your entire life. That's probably the worst shot, <laughs> one of the worst shots I've ever played in my life. So I, yeah, <laughs> I know, I was sitting in the... I was sitting in the changing room thinking, what can I say? And I'm thinking, idiot, like you can't say anything. I can't say anything. I just, I, just, I don't know what it was. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Some, a cricketer do experience that once in their life, hopefully. And I experienced some, that. Some many times that I go to my career. <laughs> but I think it was more the fact that I reckon if, and I do a lot of men's commentary, and this is not to say it's a good thing or a bad thing against the guys, but I don't think too many guys would have come out, captain of the team in a national tournament, and done an interview pretty much straight away. Did it ever cross your mind to say no to doing that interview? No, I mean, the thing is we're all human. Um, you know, it, it was, to, to be honest, it was quite embarrassing. Um, first of all, I, you know, I've been hitting the ball really well, so it was, it was, I was just stunned by myself. And when I heard you guys wanted to chat, and I saw it was you actually, um, not because you were, yeah, but when I saw it was you, I mean, we've come a long way in the sense of like the big bash and stuff, so yeah. I'm quite comfortable with you. And, and, it is what it is. Like I couldn't, I can't turn back time and say everybody saw what happened. And yeah. I guess I'd rather own up to it because I need to be an example for my teammates as well. And yeah. if if I sit there and look for any excuse and every excuse, that's what my teammates will do, and mm-hmm. it'll be okay. So I cracked the joke, and um, we cracked a couple more, and <laughs> we, we haven't stopped since. <laughs> no, I, it is. I like it. Is what it is. I, I'm. I everyone's human. It happens. Um, you know, I'm sad it happened that way. It would have been nice to score a couple of runs. I always yeah. want to do well for my team. Yeah. Um, you know, vis- I'm not a visualizer, but thinking about the game, I thought if I can get another, it's not about being player of the match, but it's about contributing for my team. And yeah. I always want to do that the best I can. So I was more annoyed with that. I was more annoyed sitting there and I'm not the person out there doing the job. Yeah. I think that's more that irritated me. <laughs> you say you're not a visualizer. So no, in terms of... Coming into games, um, what does your preparation look like? <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably drink a beer the day before. <laughs> I'm gonna um, love this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, obviously depending on when. If it's a late game, I don't mind having a couple of beers at dinner. I mean, yeah. that's just who I am. Everybody knows me like that. It's 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 not about the beer. It's just about me being me and. I'm not going to sit there and drink a water to impress anyone. Yeah. Um, I know it's probably not the most athletic thing to do, but th- that's me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a routine, to be honest. I, 
I, I believe that you know I've I've been doing it for a very long time, and if I don't know my game by now, I'm yeah. I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. So um, I I just try and um, not the most religious person in the world. I'm not gonna sit and say I'm the, the biggest Christian in the world, but yeah. I am, and um you know I I do my my prayers and stuff before yeah. the before the game, and yeah, I try and do what I can before the day, and there I go. I mean. Sometimes even my pre-match prep changes. So, <laughs> I don't know. so no superstitions? No, I've I've thought about it so many times. Like sometimes I've I've hit balls before a game and I had a great game, and then then there's days I hit balls before a game and I have horrible games and I think no, can't hit balls. And then I started hitting balls again. So it's yeah. no, I don't honestly. I yeah, <laughs> okay. it'll be I do my boning beforehand. I started that with the big bash now, um, with Benny and them. Um, I just felt. Getting my rhythm. Then saw you from the sixes. yes, yeah. I just when I got to the ground, spikes on, didn't eat nothing. Yeah. Got just to get my rhythm going, just to land a couple of balls, and then yeah. Then I'll go and have my meal or whatever, just to get that. I think that's something I started. That's the only I guess routine I have at the moment. Okay, so you're not like a Elise Perry who you play with at the sixes yeah. who's got the same primary school sports socks on for every game or anything like that. No, no, no Pez has got funny things, eh? but I mean. <laughs> She's the best in the world at the moment, so I should probably learn from her. <laughs> I'll get you a pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you need them at any stretch. Um, one question I ask everyone on the podcast, and you're, you're the second last one, is your favourite sporting moment. And it can be absolutely anything. It doesn't have to be a game that you played in. It could be something growing up that you've seen on television. Um, I wanted to say the Springboks' first World Cup. 1995. When Mandela was there. Yeah. It was, but I mean, I was two years old, so I couldn't remember. So right. I just, so I have to give it to, I, I'm just speaking the way I felt that day. And yeah. um, I'm sure the whole of the Sixers and the hotel we stayed at in Perth <laughs> can vouch that I absolutely lost it in my room. <laughs> I sat alone. I had three beers or four beers next to me. And yeah. I sat and watched that game. And when we won... I remember um, one of the, I just can't remember the name, but one of the babies in the side, she said yeah. she heard me the whole way through. And I, that was just incredible. When we won that World Cup, I, Ben and their message, when they said, oh, oh, no, it wasn't Ben, actually, it was Dave. He said, no, come down, I'll yeah. buy you a beer. I said, I'm coming. And I walked, <laughs> and it was cold, but I was walking with my uh, Springboks jersey, and there was yeah. actually bombs walking past me, and the one yeah. guy spat at my. So we're team. talking with the rugby world. Yes. So I went to um, WBBL. No, 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 it right, was at, to, no, no, no. Right, was, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The, the, the WBBL finals was incredible. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. And I was ecstatic, and this is making more but, sense to me now. Yeah, sorry. The, <laughs> That's the, right. The Springboks, yeah. just the way I felt, like just because yeah. it was my whole country. Like mm. it wasn't like with the big bash. It's me and Cuppy and. You know, it's the Sixers family, yeah. and you want to make them proud, and it is incredible. Mm. But being a South African cricketer or yeah. sports person, just to know what that meant for the country, like that was freaky. I, yeah. I, yeah, that was incredible. Well, you've, you've mentioned the two Rugby World Cups. I think, can you try and explain what it does mean to South Africans? Because as, as an Australian, and I've been lucky enough to, be, to go to South Africa numerous times, and you get a sense of it, but it's hard to actually really grasp what sport has done for the country and what a national team winning means for them. Can you try and describe that a little bit more? Um, yeah, I guess everybody knows about apartheid. I mean, it's, mm. it's nothing to be... We're not obviously proud of it. Um, it's nothing to be proud of. Um, but it's part of, it's 
part of the history in our country and mm. um you know with that there's there's a lot of um you know I guess the country is divided sometimes and sometimes not you know and uh, we know there's a lot of conflict going in South Africa you know the crime and all those things so yeah. when that happens it's almost as if everything stands still you, you forget about what happened you forget about apartheid you forget about um colors of skin you forget yeah. about everything it's it's just about that moment everybody yeah. is just happy together for the, for that team and yeah. and what that team has done for the country and I think that that's the nice that's I guess the thing about sport in South Africa is, yeah. and that's what we really want to do yeah so we want to be those people that unite the country as well I mean that that'll be incredible just everybody being happy together about one thing because yeah. all of us are not going to get along all the time but mm. for some reason when there's a sporting uh, sporting code or team that does well in a world cup we sort with the netball as well yeah the whole of South Africa just like rises up and yeah I guess that's that's the nice thing about it. I, that's that gets me every time. Yeah, and you guys are when well, you're knocking on the door. You're getting close in this <laughs> World Cup to. You were close in 2017 to get through to the final. You're playing well at the moment. You've beaten England. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here. This is going to be later <laughs> in the interview. But while we're here, um, what what do you think it would mean? Because a lot of the big sporting events in South Africa have been around men's sport, rugby and cricket and football and the like. This would be a little, you mentioned the netball, but. This would be something a bit different for the for the women's team to be in a position to, to win a World Cup and probably just change the conversation and change a few things back home. Uh, it would. I mean, everybody's fighting this fight of women's sport. And yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's not... South Africa's not, I guess... I can't say modern because that just sounds weird, but, I mean, just the thinking around women and, and, and sport and those things, we, yeah. we haven't really change that mindset as, as okay. quickly as we wanted to so I think if so there's still a bit of a reluctance for change in that sense yeah it's yeah yes I know yeah. um, I think we're getting there and we're pushing for just like Australia has done and, and yeah. England and all those countries I mean um, it's a work in progress but I think if something like this happens though we really desperately want the netball to win and, and we want yes. the, the football or the soccer to win um, just for that to happen quicker that people can say hey okay whoa well and just start thinking about taking it seriously and just yeah. realizing that you know that it is women in sport is yeah. just as valuable as men in sport yeah i mean um yeah so i think it's going to be it'll be incredible for us it's still a long way to go we know that yeah. just having meetings so like it, it feels so close but it's still so far and there's yeah. a lot of hurdles to get over but um look it's one thing the team as a collective want to do and you know there's there's strength in 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 unity that that we know and like Sia and the Springbok said this we're stronger together so as a team if we have that vision hopefully we can um, you know yeah achieve that um one South African af- athlete that I think has changed a lot of conversations is Casa Semenya yeah. is that is that something that and you just mentioned that the team as a collective has talked about wanting to to shift things as well what does what does she mean as an athlete to, to women in sport in South Africa yeah, I think she's probably the main female athlete at mm. the moment in, in South Africa. She, um, The thing that I like about her, she stands for, for what she believes in and, mm. and she says what she she means and she means what she say. I mean, if people have scrutinised her about all these things and she didn't let it... I mean, it's easy to just go into your hole and, and accept yeah. it and say, you know what, you guys are right, I'm, I'm done with this, I'm done trying or whatever. And she just said, well, you know stuff that I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. show you and I guess that's 
what we want from every woman in, in South Africa and, and I guess in the world where we just say stuff that um, yeah. you're not going to bring us down type I of like thing. That. So th- that's the that's the nice thing that um, she's she's probably um, I guess taught us if I can say it yeah. like that. She's been she's been really really great in that and um, you know, hopefully a lot of people learn from that and we can take that on board when when we are speaking about you know mm. the difficult conversations about um, women equality and all those things. Yeah. There's a lot of young women and young girls in South Africa at the moment that are probably getting up early or late. I can't remember the time early, difference to early, 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 <laughs> early to watch <laughs> to watch you guys play, and they would have been following you know the netballs as you mentioned and the like. When you were growing up, was there any women's sport visible that inspired you to play? No, um, it's the men that inspired me to mm. play. I guess like a lot of women's creators at the moment. No, there's no, not really. I, I need. No, I knew yeah. about, I knew yeah. about, but I didn't, there was nobody that really inspired me to say, okay, I'm going to take up the game. Right, so where did you get your love of cricket? At home, I guess. Mm-hmm. The mom, or dad, mom, brother watched a lot of cricket. We yeah. loved cricket. My mom was in love with Neil McKenzie and like a handful of guys, <laughs> so she, she really, she, <laughs> she loved watching cricket yeah. for that, but I mean, I guess she fell in love with the game just as much as I did. Did she like his cover drive or something uh, else? No, his face. Yes, that's what I mom loved and um, yeah, look, she, she fell in love with it. My dad's always been in love with cricket, yeah. rugby, you know, that's yeah. just the nature in South Africa, I guess, is soccer, rugby and cricket and yeah. I played with my brother. Yeah. I tried to do everything my brother did, and my brother took up cricket, and I wanted to do it better than him. And um, <laughs> was he a leg spinner? He was yeah, actually. Okay. We actually started. I think we started the same year, and both of us naturally started bowling legs. But my dad never taught us. He just came to us and said, um, "There's there's very few spinners in in the country at the moment. And yeah. If that's something you you'd like." And funny so enough, your dad. Yeah. The, how old would you have been at this stage? Uh, it was primary school, so <laughs> I, I probably about I played a boys' game. Um, there was probably seven or seven or eight. Right, and your brother would have been nine. We, nine. We, so he was already thinking, my kids are going to play for South Africa. Yeah, well, <laughs> my brother was very talented. I'm not just saying it, he was incredibly talented, but um, you know, it's very difficult for a guy. You know, the pool's mm-hmm. a lot bigger, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to think about life after school, and you can't just up and leave everything yeah. just to pursue a dream that you maybe would make where mm-hmm. with me it was different when you were picked out it was the path was made easy for you to get into the yeah. south african side i mean so there was 13 people who told me like you're gonna play in south africa like, yeah you're gonna play it next year but they, it's different i guess for men yeah. i don't think they let's tell a 13 year old that he'll play for south africa in a year's time so well i think um a lot of the players that I played with in the 2005 World Cup probably told you that as well because I'm sure you remember it. you were one of our net bowlers at a training session you would have been 12 years of age uh, and yes 11 Sine was 8 yeah so I was 11 11 and yeah, I can 12. remember Lisa Cartley still the, the irony Lisa Cartley the coach of the England women's team <laughs> now has a photo and I can, I can picture it clearly I've still got to find it at home somewhere of the two of you after, after that net, net session and you left and we all just went, my kid's going to play for South Africa. Yeah, Did you get that sense weird. back then at all? You guys told me that, so I had to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys told me that. We, could, we mean, could not believe. The Aussie AV, when you guys, I remember um, Shelly Niska bowling at me. And yeah. I, she was so quick, but back then she was a spinner. And yeah. She was so incredibly quick. I was like, oh, am I going to face this? And, oh, no, it, that was one of, I guess, in my younger days, it was 
one of the most incredible days of my, I guess, growing up in cricket yeah. and, and getting to meet female cricketers. It was just one of the coolest days. I'll never forget it. I'll yeah. never forget Lisa Kitely ever. Yeah. I mean, she's my enemy now at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good laugh after the game yesterday. She laughed at my shot. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because I was lucky enough to be, she was assistant coach with Loughborough, so I was lucky enough to be of able course. to work with her as well, mm-hmm. and thoroughly enjoyed it. I yeah. really uh, thoroughly enjoyed working with her. Yeah. What did you enjoy about her coaching? I just think she thinks like a cricketer. That's what I, mm-hmm. I enjoy about coaches is when you when you speak to me as if you've been there, um, instead of yeah. just just the manual. Um, yeah. You know, she's, I love us. I, I gave her the saying, the phrase she said to me at Loughborough, I scored a 90 eight or something against Surrey and yeah. next day like I'm in the form of my life two days later I come I get a duck uh-huh. and I walk off and I'm angry and I said like how can this happen and she turned to me she just laughed she said you know one day you don Brad and the other day you Donald Duck don't worry and I was just <laughs> I'd never forget that in my life and I actually said that word those two words to her yesterday said, yeah when I walked off I thought of you and I knew <laughs> <laughs> probably say that again. So, uh, I thought you were going to come out with some very Afrikaans saying that I still struggle to get my head to it. No, no, no. no. That, was, that was from her, so okay. I doubt she understands Afrikaans. <coughs> no. Afrikaans. <laughs> She's not a big... She was, um, she was on the podcast a couple before, and we did chat about how she'd prefer to sit in a hotel room to get out and about. So <laughs> when she was in South Africa, she would certainly have not learnt any, any Afrikaans. Um, test match cricket. You've played one test. How 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 big a thing is that for you? That's such a bad word, thing. You know what I mean. <laughs> to play more Test match cricket. <laughs> to be honest, after our first Test, we didn't want to play Test. Well, it wasn't ever yeah, again. You lost by an innings and thirty-four runs. No, a hundred runs. Something ridiculous. Oh, right, like we more. got, we got. I can swear we got. Hurt that day. <laughs> we can beep it out. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, we got thrashed that day. Um, or that couple mm. of days or whatever. So, um, Kamini one hundred ninety two, Rout one hundred thirty. Harman Preet Kaur nine wickets in the match. I can't remember. Okay, <laughs> he wiped I it. Can't even remember. <laughs> and then Goswami because I was thinking. So we got there. Yeah. Um, there was like there was a problem with our visas, and we only got there a day before the test or two days before oh, wow. the test match. So. Had a long drive to where we were. I mean, my soul. Yeah, mm. and then I, they, they're like, oh, we don't have an opener, you go open. I said, I'll open. I mean, what's the difference between a red ball and a white ball? There can't be a massive yeah. difference. What do you mean you didn't have an opener? They just didn't pick? No, um, we haven't played because mm. we went there for more ODI oh, and T20. Gotcha. So, I mean, we just had to make do with what we kind of had. And, yeah, I, I was happy. I was like, done, I can do this. And... <laughs> I remember first ball of July and I swore, I, I swore and I was like, okay, no, this is, I got this. Second ball, short and wide, I cut, I edged it to um, to the keeper and I'm thinking, oh, no way that I touched this because this, and then Hilton, our coach, at the day, he said, no, Dana, it's, it's not that, it's not the same. Like the ball moves, <laughs> it moves a little bit more. And, no, we didn't. You can even ask Kathy. She, yeah. <laughs> we'd love to play it. If, yeah. we, if we get used to it, like, um, England and Australia that's been playing it for years and years. Yeah. At least it comes every other year or yearly. Yeah. But that was the first time in my career and yeah. Oh, it's long days if <laughs> if there's somebody on yeah. hundred and fifty and that is. I, I mean we yes we dropped we dropped a couple of catches that day as well and it was just a horrific horrific day. I remember Cuppy bowling the first ball and um, Cuppy generally she she hits the seam like. 
Yeah. Well, like she hits the scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's very few times we get a ball back from her where it's scuffed up and after the first overs I was at slip they threw the ball at me and it was scuffed up on both yeah. ends and I said no. no. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a cuka, it wasn't yeah. a Duke ball. Was, I don't know what ball it was and I looked at the ball it was, it was sort of first very like, lacquered kinda, yeah. I looked at it and I said this is gonna be a long no. couple of days, like this is gonna be long. <laughs> but I love to play it, don't get me wrong. Yes. It's, it's um I think it's the ultimate test of a cricketer. Um, I believe that because I've been watching it my entire life. So yeah. I just wish that girls can grow up with, with a longer format yeah. um, and not just thumb suck it when you get the odd opportunity to play it. Yeah, okay. So you learn leg spin with your brother and your dad and you get into the national team. Do you remember the, the phone call or the moment when you, when you got the call up? I was actually, it was a camp. And, um, yeah, we were there. Funny enough, leading up to that camp, I couldn't bowl a ball. Um, I, I couldn't, I just, it was one of those things that happens to a cricketer where I couldn't find rhythm. Mm. And uh, we had a, not a camp, it was a um, super four, so they get the yeah. 40, what, 48 best mm-hmm. players and we play against each other. And I was standing in my crease and bowling. Right. I no, couldn't, no run up, no run up nothing. Yeah. So it was scary, it was shocking. And, can you put your finger? Can you figure out why that happened? Or just I, I went for um like my my parents would be big believers in um uh, classes to to help me like better my so private lessons. Right. Yeah. And um yeah at that stage I I couldn't understand why my action was changed and I couldn't right. understand in my head what I should do and I was changed to be a lot more similar to Shane Warne and. It, it just didn't work with me, so I yeah. ended up not getting through my action. And yeah. yeah, the only guy that ever works for me personally when, when I speak about who I worked with a lengthy time and it was Jock Rudolph, mm-hmm. his yeah. dad, Johan yeah. Rudolph. Yeah, um, yeah. Incredible leg spin. Oh, if I could work with him till this day, I would have yeah. been very happy. Um, unfortunately, he moved away, but um, yeah, I couldn't. And then they picked me for the camp, and I couldn't believe it, but, but by that time, at a very young age, I mean, I was 14 then, yeah. I had to work it out for myself. I had to work out my action. How can I get there? And, and it, funny enough, worked out, I had one of the best camps. And they sat there last day, like, okay, now we're going to give you the World Cup team. And I'm sitting there thinking there's no... It's 2009. Yeah, there's no way. There's, there's physically no way that I'll be able... I'm too young, there's yeah. no way. And my name was Stone Last because it went down with the uh, alphabetical. Alphabetical, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, could, I, I just cried. I cried. I found my mom. My mom and dad almost fainted. And they cried. And, <laughs> no, it was a very happy day. It was, I never thought I'd that young. Yeah. I'd ever, everybody tells you, but when you get there and you play against, I mean, people that, that were there before mm. me, you just sometimes don't feel like you're good enough. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I, was, I do remember seeing you arriving 2009 World Cup in North Sydney. And I did ring, I think I might have text Carters, and I went, you know that kid in the Nets we saw in 2005? <laughs> She's here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my point. After, after that, eh? Yeah. That's freaky. That is freaky. Okay, I'm going to throw a phrase at you, and I just want your first immediate reaction to this. Okay. Monster trucks. Awesome. I, this blew me away the other day. I just never would have picked you as a monster truck kind of girl. Oh, what is it about monster trucks? It's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I've never really watched it, and I just my brother-in-law said he's gonna take um, his son. Uh, I guess 
my nephew mm. now, it's a bit odd with me and Kapi and it's his sister's son. Right. Um, yeah, so he said he's going to take him up and yeah. I said, well, can I join? Yeah. He said, well, there's no reason you can't because we, we get along really well. I mean, that's, yeah. they are my friends back home, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I said, well, I'm going. And it was the <laughs> coolest thing. I love cars and I like speed and I like yeah. these things. Cuppy hates it and, and I, I love it. And that was just freaking insane. I, the noise and the, yeah, that was, I really enjoyed it. Right. So does that translate in your personal life then? Like in terms of cars? Like are you finicky about what kind of car you drive? Do you have an aspiration to have something that goes exceptionally fast? I do, I do. Um, Papa keeps me in check, so um, you know I drive a uh, all the time, so I can't really go fast. But when I'm alone, I can. At the moment, I've got an Audi A4, but um, uh, really nice car. And yeah. It's a it's a one point four PFSI, but I'd I'd like a two liter. <laughs> That'd be nice. Two liter diesel would be nice. Um, I know Midge has one. She's got the S3. Um, uh, do you know? Do you know your car? So you and Sammy Joe Johnson. And the Brisbane Heat would get them. Um, I don't know. I probably don't know my cars as well as she oh, does. Okay. But I, I, I just, like, I grew up with boys and my, my best friends are, are men mm-hmm. and boys. And, yeah. Um, so I guess that's just where I've always been. Um, yeah. Spent a lot of time with my dad also. Um, he's also, he loves cars as well. Yeah. So cars and motorbikes. Not that much, but, yeah. Cars, motorbikes and ultimate fighting? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I love it. <coughs> I honestly would you do it? No, 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 okay. no, no. I'm not a. I can fight with my words and and I guess my body language, but I'm yeah. not. I will never. I, I believe that females don't hit. You don't no. hit another female. Yes, yeah. there's nothing. But nice you're okay to watch another female. I, I, it's difficult to watch the females hit each other. I just no. I, I, like I. Yeah, I take my hat off to them. Like it's yeah. you are proper tough when you when you stand there and wait yeah. for somebody to just stop booting <laughs> you. But um, do you find that a little bit ironic that we've just chatted about women in sport? Yeah, <laughs> and we're talking about women just saying stuff and I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, you, you couldn't. You're sort of not a big fan of women punching each other. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. If whatever floats, like it's yeah. rugby, I won't be able to play rugby. But I respect people that can do yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to get hurt that much all the yeah. time. So <laughs> I, I, I think that's it. I don't like getting hurt. I, yeah. When Kapi hit me the Nothing other day on my that. leg, and I, I, I can take pain, but for some yeah. reason a cricket ball hitting flesh, it's just not fun. There's nothing fun about it. So. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, WBBL and the Key Super League, you've been involved pretty much right from, right from the start of, of Big Bash and, and the Super League. How important have those two domestic tournaments been for you as a cricketer? Yeah, I think I've said it a lot of times. When you when you get to a tournament like the that and, and you, you're starting to find your feet in international cricket, you don't really know how good you are until you do well against the people that you've always idolised or yeah. been... You know, the world's been saying, let's be honest, in, in the first couple of years of my career, the Australias, the Englands, the Indias, yep. the New Zealands were the big names. Yep. Eh? They, the players, you can have somebody from Pakistan, for instance, that maybe does the same in a match, but mm. it doesn't really get spoken about as much. Yeah. But yeah. you have somebody in the big uh, world, back in the day was the big four, the big three, mm. that's a massive thing. So when you come up against them, yeah. you think, I'm, I'm not worthy, I can't 
like and then you start playing against them and, and it's just like anything else like you get into your national team yeah. the moment you start doing well you start feeling like you're worthy and you start doing even better yeah and that's how it felt so mm-hmm. um, I think for me it's just when I start doing better against these players that I've yeah. always thought is and still do believe that they are the best in the world yeah you think hey I'm not that bad and then <laughs> you start getting to know them as people, um, as human beings, and um, you start seeing what they do on a daily basis. And I mean, I have the world's respect for Pez. Like, there's the world's respect. She's incredible. What is um, it about Elise Perry? Just everything. Um, besides the fact that she is incredibly talented and, and amazing at cricket, she's she's an even better person. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, somebody that gets massive amounts of attention. You yeah. know, if you... If you speak to her, you would never say that she is who she is. And I have a lot of respect for that mm-hmm. because she doesn't treat you any different to, to anyone else, if yeah. I can say it like that. And yeah. She doesn't feel like she needs to get treated differently. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you just get to see what they do. And um, I will never be able to mimic what she does, to be to be fair, what most most of these players do. But yeah. pick small things up and, and you try and implement it. And, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a big reason why some of... My teammates and myself has, has really risen in, in, in world cricket is because now when I play you, when you have your Aussie shirt on, I know yeah. you're a little bit different yeah. to, to those, when you see yeah. them and your eyes just go. I mean, yeah. when I played against Karen Rolton for the first time, I, I froze because yeah. that's somebody that I like. Yeah. This woman hits the ball very fast, so how yeah. can I bowl to her? Uh-huh. Other things. So yeah, I think that's the thing. That's the main thing for me about these leagues is the yeah. fact that they, you just get to know players and yeah, you get confidence in yourself. I guess. If let's um let's say Australia doesn't win this T Twenty World Cup, would you say that part of it could be because of the amount of overseas players that have come and played within the WBBL and they have lost that fear factor of playing straight? I, th- I think it contributes. I'd mm. be stupid to say no. Um, I'd, I'd be stupid to say, oh, no, you know, it's just what it is. Um, you have to give the, the leagues um, and, and the big bash the credit that it's due. Mm. Um, you know, women's cricket needed something like that and um, maybe, you know, to, uh, I guess, yeah, not to the benefit of Australian cricket in that sense, but, um, you know, it's, I think, they must understand that what they've done for the game is, is means a lot more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. flip. They've already won four T Twenty World Cups. Can they relax a little bit and stop being so greedy? <laughs> <laughs> you've impressed me three times now because you've said flip instead of something else. <laughs> well done, you. Uh, Could you Bay Hotel? That's where you reside when you in Australia. <laughs> yes. Enjoy your home away from home. Love it. Though. It's so nice <laughs> it's to be back. Great spot. Here. It's so nice to be back here. It's oh, when we drove here, it's so weird. It's like you, you know the roads, you know everything. I never thought in my entire life I'd know the roads in Sydney. Like, yeah. like I don't know it really well, but everything's familiar and I can get around. Mm. So it's oh, I love it. Kujis, I I told the team, you know, whatever happens tomorrow, we should try and get a day yeah. out to Kuji. I want to show them the places. They Beach must. And walk. Yeah, yep. it's beautiful. Okay. We're very fortunate. Just don't show them how to cut a, cut an avocado. No, okay, that's right. we'll, leave, we'll leave that to the pros. Um, fortunate off enough on Road to the T Twenty World Cup podcast, we've had on Belinda Clark, um, Amy Southwaite, Heather Knight, Meg Lanning, so all captains of their countries. 
when you got the captaincy in 2016, when Mignon stepped down, um, was it a surprise to you? Did, you? did you always aspire to be captain of your nation? Yeah, I did. I did aspire. I mean, I, my whole life, that was my goal. I just didn't think it would happen that quick because mm. I, I knew that Mignon had a lot of cricket in her. Yeah, when they called me in and told me that Ming stepped down and I'm next, I was yeah. actually taken aback. I cried a little bit, I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. Obviously, it's a massive honour. If it's not an honour, I think yeah. there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't think it would happen that quick. Did, in terms of leaders across sport, politics, what, whatever, was there people that you sort of looked at and thought, I like those qualities in a leader? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I, I can't say yes because, mm. I mean, you can look at the leaders, the famous leaders, the Nelson Mandela's mm. and, you know, all these people, but I don't, the way they led, I don't really know 100%. I just yeah. kind of, I am a bit more fiery and I did have a sit down and um, with the people that picked me a bit higher up there in CSA and they were just like, we understand how you are, but you need to find a way to move your aggression into um, to getting the team to want to follow you instead of fearing you. So, yeah, yeah, that, that was the transition I kind of had to make. Um, so did you have to do that personally or did you, did they help you with, you know, sort of like a leadership course or some, or a mentor or something along those lines? No, I think I was quite lucky because I've been playing cricket for a long time with the, with the same players, so mm. they kind of understood where I came from. It wasn't like me coming in from a, a different company yeah. and I'm this boss now all yeah. of a sudden and you just get this fright. Yeah. So they kind of knew what to expect, but I just had to find a way to to get them to buy into who I am and, and obviously I had a lot of chats with the players and yeah. all, all, all of them know it's never personal on the field. It's just more about getting the best out of yeah. everyone. My style is way different to Mignon, like day and night difference. So um, give us a couple of words that would describe Mignon's leadership style. See, that's English now, so it's okay. difficult. But for me, Minx is, Minx is, she's a motivator. Not that yeah. I'm not, but Minx is a motivator and mm-hmm. energizer and, yeah. and a positive person. So um, not that I'm not one of them, but I'm, I'm a different, I'm aggressive, yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a talker, I'm, I say it how it is, and yeah. I, I'd rather be honest and I take it by the scruff of the neck than... Yeah. So, yeah, and, and Minx is a way better captain off the field than I'd ever be. Um, she, is that why it's important still to have her around? And, oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I'd love, I'd, I said to Yilton, I'd love her to take over the, I said, can we not start our on-field, off-field captain, you know, where they start the T20 ODI <laughs> test? Oh, right. Yeah, I'd really yeah. love an off-field captain because <laughs> you, don't you can like ask that. Lucy, <laughs> yeah, I throw my toys every time. I know you need some. No, 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 no. She started coming to me and saying, no, she'll... She get um, Chloe to do some of the post-match or all the pre-match stuff, so I just... I, <laughs> you don't enjoy it? It's not... Is that, that part of it or...? I just... That's not how I am. I'm, yeah. But I, obviously, I, I, Graham Smith is our new director mm. of cricket and I had a chat to him and he just said he never enjoyed it, but he embraced it because he said if I keep on fighting, it's not going to go away, so he embraced yeah. it part, part of the job. I'm, I'm still what I'm four years down the line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still because you and him would have been almost the same age when you got the captaincy of. Yeah, he was a little bit younger than yeah. I was. He was the youngest. Minion yeah. was the same age as I was. Yeah. I think it was about twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two, yeah. twenty-three. So. Okay. Talking about off-field challenges, it's it's 
one of the areas of South African sport that no other country within the cricket space anyways has to deal with in terms of quota systems. Yeah. Um, it's always, it's been there for, since you've come into the, into the team. Is, is that a difficult thing to juggle or is it just sort of almost part of the furniture these days? Yeah, we don't actually speak about it at all, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, part of, it's part of, I guess, who we are and I understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fight it at all and I don't have no need to, to worry about it at all. Um, you know, each and every player that's in this side thoroughly deserves to be here. Um, there, there's no doubt in my mind that somebody's here for, for alternate reasons mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying it, that's, that's the honest truth and... Um, you know, most of it, that's, yeah, it's never really been part of that as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. and I think that that makes it nice when it comes to, I guess, the camaraderie within the team and, and the vibe within the team because yeah. that we don't have that issues. Nobody yeah. questions it. There's no question about it. I mean, I know there was a bit of talk about it earlier um, with Temba Bavuma, but mm-hmm. we don't have those issues. We don't have people coming to us and saying, what yeah. is this? Yeah. I mean, Naya Bunga is just rocking it up there with the new ball and yeah. you know what I'm saying um classy yeah. to me I mean people is going on about to me yeah. lefty that's coming in I mean the, yeah. it's not it there's no issue about it it's people that yeah I, yeah I think yeah I'm, I'm I'm lucky as a captain to not yeah. have those issues so um, you'd be almost the envy of a lot of national sides that yeah, it is I, I think so and I think it's it's not something that should be an issue I think yeah. there's a reason why it's put in place and um I respect those reasons and um, you know and with time again like with us it, it shouldn't be spoken about it mm. should be just get picked and picked and yeah. you know play and represent your country yeah I like it um, one of the other challenges I guess as a, as a captain and senior player in the team is having your wife in the same team as well <laughs> um, sometimes I suppose perception can be reality for, for some people sometimes so they, some people might sit back and go well that they could cause so many problems. But from an outsider looking in, it seems just to work really well. What are the challenges that you face? Because you're, you're probably, if I could say this, the perfect example of opposites attracting in some sense. No, that's, that's a fact. That's, that's <laughs> a, it's the a fact. Okay, right. that, <laughs> um, I don't think there's any more opposite people I've ever seen that's been together uh, the way that obviously me and Kapi is... Um, it is difficult. I think people have this perception of, oh, so nice you're touring with your wife. You know, you see the world together. And, and it is amazing. Like, yeah. we speak about it all the time. Like, how lucky are we? We don't miss our better half. Like, me and one misses our husband. And yeah. the coaching staff miss, missing their wives and their kids. And, um, you know, some of my teammates missing their other halves. Yeah. Um, but we also have our own challenges. It's about juggling, working together. And, and obviously having your, your personal life. When you get into the room, have yeah. a bad net. How do I not take it into the room? Have a yeah. have a bad day when it comes to selection or just the question I maybe had, um, you know, after a game that mm-hmm. we lost. How not to take it into? Yeah. It, so it, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives, but there's also it's negatives. And yeah. it, it sometimes you know it affects our relationship quite negatively as well. I mean, if if you don't know how to get out of it, it it can it can cause quite a bit of a. A problem, and not just between the two of us, but also within the side. I mean, yeah. we've been there, I, and I think if people tell me that they haven't been there, if there's relationships within yeah. the side, then I'd be very surprised because yeah. it, we all are human. We're gonna have our bad days, and mm-hmm. you're gonna say something in front of your teammates to that person that you probably shouldn't. But 
I, I'm, I feel fortunate. I feel fortunate to be to have been able to do it for ten years with her. Mm-hmm. And I think we find a w- found a way now. Yeah. How to juggle it and and we don't get it right all the time, but I feel like we we're getting it right most of the time now. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't think I'd make it if she's not with me on tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, we are opposites. So the things she likes, um, I let her do. Yeah. Don't like shopping, so she goes out with Mignon and they paint the town red a lot of they go <laughs> crazy cards come out and they come yeah. back with bags i and what's your release i go you? sit and watch ufc or i go watch sports somewhere yeah, have a lunch have a beer and that's me or play golf so okay it's, i enjoy my golf as as much as i can so radio so during the hundred you playing hundred yes yeah okay so uh golf and beer when we're over for the 100 absolutely that, that's that's me that's Perfect. me in a nutshell <laughs> done I'm trying to take up a bit more golf and I love a beer so we'll be yes. back on it by then <laughs> um, the other one I wanted to chat about with the team which is the other major sort of point of difference I think is is religion within the side as well and I've seen the South African team for, for numerous years now and I think it was the first time I went there was 1999 so I know it's a very big part of just South African life um, and it's, I suppose, as an opposition player, you'd sort of look at it and go, well, that, that's just different, you know, and how does, it, how does it work in a team that has players from so many different backgrounds? Is that, is that a tough thing to try and juggle? Because um, not everyone in the team would be Christian. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, and that's the thing that, that we, we had the signature thing where we went down on our knees and, and we, we, we said um, our father um, pray and we just had a chat and yeah, I had some chat with some of the management as well and um, I was yeah, led by by Russell, our trainer a little bit more in that regard mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he made me think about, he said some stuff and he made me think about it and actually at the World Cup I stopped it completely and I just said it's it's not fair to somebody. So which World Cup was this? The 2018 World Cup actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I just said I called in the seniors and I said, I don't feel like it's fair for me to tell somebody that's a Muslim or a Hindu or, or whatever mm. to to go on their knee and, and, and say that father prayer. Like yeah. I would, if somebody comes to me and says, I have to pray something different, yeah. I would tell them to go home. And we've done that so many times and for so long. And I just felt like we were contradicting ourselves in front of the whole world. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's thinking, Oh wow! But yeah. what are they actually doing? Because we know there's so many different cultures. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think from that day on, it was m- not like we didn't embrace cultures. I mean, we didn't speak it again. It's just the same like um, the transformation thing. We don't speak about it. It's not yeah. an issue in the team. And um, I just, yeah, I think that also changed a little bit of the dynamics because people didn't feel forced. Mm. Look, people didn't feel forced to go on their knee and and say something or pray something. Um, that they didn't feel comfortable with and that just makes you comfortable already if you don't have to do stuff yeah. like that and yeah. yeah it's difficult but it's not because we don't we don't have issues with it we yeah. don't I mean Shabi is a Muslim she does her thing yeah. um, like some of us are Christian we do our thing and, yeah um, did, did you get any backlash from back home at all because it, it seems a big part of most South African sporting teams like you see the rugby team yeah. do it and, and the likes there was no no one sort of questioned why you would, you would stop doing it? No, and if they do, they can come, they can phone me personally. Um, I don't feel like it. In a team environment, you need to feel welcome and then you'll flourish as a player. So yeah. if you don't feel welcome and you can't be yourself, how can you 
you give your best and, and flourish um, you know, in this environment. So it's, it's all about including people and, and accepting them for who they are and what they believe in, and even though you don't accept it. Uh, or not accept it, but you, not do, you don't do that yeah. um, or believe in the same thing. It doesn't matter because your end goal is the same. You want to win a World Cup and you want to make your country proud, so that's probably the focus. What are you going to do after cricket? I don't know. Don't after know. that little speech there, I think. Not going into politics? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, that's a great question. No th- never really thought about it? No, I was thinking, like, maybe somewhere in cricket, but I don't know. I've always had it. I was always thinking, like, going to business. I've got a keen passion for business, but I don't know yeah. what. Okay. Like, I'd like to start my own thing, but I don't know what. <laughs> that's all I don't know. don't know if I'd be able to stay in cricket but I know it would be part of my life so yeah. I mean if I get something in cricket after cricket I mean that falls in my life not, yeah. I'm pro- I'll definitely not go search for something mm-hmm. um, it would be a case of somebody really wanting me there to, to yeah. keep me there type of thing interesting <laughs> we're going to make sure that we do this podcast in uh, 10 years time <laughs> see, see, see where you're at we're <laughs> <laughs> done but with cricket both I've been for a very long time yes <laughs> Alrighty, uh, let's get on to this World Cup. Um, did you see the game that's just finished, New Zealand Bangladesh? Yes. I this, has this World Cup been? I mean, you've played in a lot of them now. The most unpredictable World Cup you've seen? Absolutely. Yes, I didn't see it happening. Mm. But I thought Bangladesh was in for a shout. Having said that, I knew that New Zealand had a great chance of yeah. um, getting to the finals. The way I saw them play yeah. when we before we came here. Um, let's go. Back to Perth, because we've got to talk about <laughs> one of the biggest wins of your career, probably. Yeah. Um, such a big build-up to your first ever win over England in an ICC World Cup in 50 overall T20. I'm going to go back again to 2017, because I was there that day. I think I, everyone was heartbroken, bar obviously <laughs> the English supporters, <laughs> when you were, you were just, you know, a delivery away, basically, from getting through to, to the final at Lords. <sighs> Devastation doesn't even really probably encapsulate what, what I saw that day. How long did it take you personally to get over that game? It, it took me a long a while. Yeah. Probably a good... I think only after eight months. I, I, yeah. I think f- as a captain, when it's that close, I was just beating myself up because of the angles, because of where that ball went. I just keep on thinking of where that ball went. On SEN, this is Road to the T20 World Cup with Mel Jones. Okay, so that's weird, isn't it, that you would go back to just that one delivery, not anything else that happened before that. Why, why, why does your mind go back just to that one one? Yeah, um, look, there's a lot of things in that game that happened that we could have changed, but... Um, the way we fought back, I couldn't ask for better for, from the team. I mean, mm. we were dead and buried. I mean, let's be honest. It was Heather Knight and, <laughs> and um, Sarah Taylor yeah. that was out there, and they were cruising the game. And, um, yeah, the way we came back, I couldn't ask. It just, I just felt like that was in my hands, that why didn't I take that two seconds to just check with Shibnam, where are you going to go, what, what's your plan, yeah. and make sure that my field's 100%. It went to my left, Minion's right, so that means it was just a little bit straight there. Yeah. If I just moved myself either a bit square or mean on straight, it would have been straight to, to the field. It would have given us a chance. Just yeah. that two seconds, and yeah, I, I guess it took me a good, a solid eight months to just forget about that. Did you think of that game at any stage during the game against England and Perth? 
No, not no. at all. We had our plans and we that's all I focused on is to make sure that... So even when you were getting close, when Mignon was out in the middle in a 100th T20 game? Not no. once. I promise you, not once. I just sat there and said... We'd, we'd, the only thing I thought about is we just need to be on the other side for once. That's all. Because yeah. we've, been we've been on the, the losing side too many times with this, this close game. Some, somewhere... As a team, it, it needs to turn, and it did. So mm. that's yeah. Mings was incredible. I walked out, and I when I was when I went out, and I just said to her, just win. And she said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. But she looked at me like that. I was like, okay, okay. You're gonna go back. I'm acting all cool now. I was sitting in yeah. the showers in the back, closing my ears, and I said to Kapshima, "Come, call me when it's the last over. I don't want to hear anything." You didn't watch. No, I, I went out the last over. I don't watch. So the last over, you did not see the delivery. No, no, I watched. The... It, I watched the last over. Right. But since I went out the sixteenth over, yeah. I sat in the shower and I closed my ears because I can't watch cricket. I get too nervous. That is unbelievable. I get too nervous. So I what's going to happen before I get there to this one? Can you win a World Cup? Yes. Okay. So put yourself at the MCG on International Women's Day March eight, and you're playing. Who do you think you'll play? I said just because of the 90,000 people to get them there, Australia. Okay. But I do think New Zealand's looking good. Right. Even after today? Even after today. Radio. Okay. It's a, it's a bold so, call, but... Because I'm sitting here, we're going to go with Australia. Yeah, no. Okay. Like, even, so <laughs> no, I said it initially. It's yeah. all that. We need to get that record, so... This is also true. I'm going to come back to that as well. So, uh, March 8, you're playing Australia. You've, you're batting second and you get to this same situation. Will you sit in the change rooms or you sit out there and watch? I'll probably sit in the change rooms. The team knows it's myself, Chloe and Russell. Mm. We're the worst watchers ever. We, right. We, so it probably helps that not having you around. Yeah, we are. Or I can't, like Hilton told me because I came out the, the last over and so I got out the leg by. Yeah. And I just got out and I was standing there and he said, come sit here. And I said, don't tell me what to do. I don't want to sit down. And he said, no, come sit. But he was very calm with this. Sit yeah. down. He says, this is the best part. This is the best part of the game. I said, excuse me? This is the best part. I, I can't breathe. Like, just leave me be. And he said, just sit down. And then um, Mings went bang. Yeah. And then she went bang. And then, yeah. But he knows I'm horrible. The whole team knows. They know when they don't see yeah. me that I'm somewhere... Probably diving in the ice balls trying to get my head under water so I can't hear anything. <laughs> I was shouting at the TV to get the, the volume down. I was like, can somebody put the TV off? Did you thank him for making sure that you stayed out there? What, what's your relationship like with Hilda? Oh, very good. Mm. We've come a long way. I mean, mm. he's been with us since 2013, so mm. it's been seven years. A yeah. Very good relationship. Um, I can speak to him about anything. I can speak him the way I want to. Sometimes yeah. not a good thing, but he, he prefers it. He's a great listener. Yeah. I think um, you know, he's he's done really great stuff with the team, um, during his time and yeah, he's yeah, I really he's like got a great great relationship. Uh before I get to the final, I just wanna ask, um, twenty twenty two, it's been confirmed that the World Cup T twenty World Cup, the next one will be in South Africa as you yes. give a little fist pump. Yes. How big is that? That's my, that is incredible. Um, the first thing I thought about is our families. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like financially, we couldn't always get everyone out there. I mean, we got, but you know, bits and bobs, moms mm. and, and that. But to to be able for all our like our whole family to come and watch yeah. every game is just. I know that 
myself and Marzon's family and, and obviously the yeah. players' families are going to... It's messy because the, the rand is not... It's not the strongest currency going no, around. No, no, so it's the easier for that. English and Australian oh. supporters to travel travel with teams. Exactly. So yeah. that that's the first thing I thought about and I actually said to Marzon before I came here, I said, um, Lucy just sent me that. But I think you, you mentioned it to mm. me as well. Mm. Um, I said to you, did you know the World Cup's in 2020? Mm. And she said, really? Wow, that's awesome. I said, how cool would it be for us to defend the World Cup at our, at home? How cool would that not be? <laughs> so, yeah. Do you defend one or do you win another one? Well, we're going to go and def- well, we want to defend one and okay. win it again, but it'll be nice to go and, and defend one yeah. if we're done, yeah. So. Okay. International Women's Day, March 8, jam-packed MCG. What would it mean for you personally to see... A stadium that size, full of people watching women's cricket. For me, obviously, it'll be amazing. But I think for every other cricketer that came before me, it should mean way more in the sense of we came from literally nothing, mm. and we brought it up to this. Like it should, it should tell the players before us that whatever you did, you did it right, and you you done good by us. Yeah. So. Um, I think it, it, it should be more, yeah, it, it should go more to the people before us than us actually being there. It yeah. Should, it should, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be amazing. I mean, I've never played in front of a massive crowd, but for me, I think the meaning is that the people before us, that we've, we feel like sometimes we have it tough, you know. Oh, yeah. This isn't in place and this isn't in place, but I the stories I've heard in my lifetime of people yeah. before us and the players before us, it's just, Chalk and cheese, so I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, I, I want everybody before us to know that we are thankful. Yeah, I guess that that I'll be thankful when I'm there. Yeah, it's a wonderful acknowledgement. Um, Katy Perry's singing. Would you have preferred Brian Adams? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I said to my whole team, I don't know what they're playing for, but I'm playing, playing <laughs> to get to the final to stand on the stage with Perry. That's my. Yeah. That's incentive enough for me. So. Okay. With beer in hand? <laughs> Absolutely. Pro- probably two. Okay. <laughs> probably be two in my hand. <laughs> I would love to stand next to you on stage with a beer in your hand. Yeah, because you'll be able to drink that. I will be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it and I've gone way over time. I think you are now officially my longest podcast. I'm sorry, but I speak a lot, so... No, no, no. Speak good stuff. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank <laughs> you. That's awesome.